that is important. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I guess I'll go ahead and launch right into it. Welcome back to another Glass Onion Minute. We are on minute 139. I am your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and I'm here with my guest for this week, Declan Craggs. How are you doing, Declan? I'm good. Howdy, everyone. <laughs> we are we are continuing to be deep in the credits here uh, with our, our second to last minute. Um, this, I, I mean, we're sort of continuing our march of visual effects for the first half of it. Uh, a lot of concept art. Uh, and then as we get through it, this is also our minute where we get our soundtrack. So, uh, yeah, I guess, where would you like to start with this minute? Um, yeah, it was, uh, we could talk about the soundtrack. I like the, I like the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like they did a pretty good, pretty good job with this. Uh, anything on here that, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, there's some George Clinton earlier on. Uh, Blackbird, obviously, um, which Miles is sort of like plucking out on on the guitar as people are arriving. Uh, we do have a a credit for Hourly Dong, uh, performed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. and Joseph Bond. <laughs> so <laughs> glad that was able to make it. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I listened to in the car, just the Hourly Dong over and over right. again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a, a pretty varied uh soundtrack i mean we've got under the bridge uh we've got uh nat king cole singing mona lisa um and then a, a favorite of mine that i wanted to point out um just that we get uh not just take me or take me home country roads but the version performed by toots and the maytals uh which i was very excited when that came on in the movie uh i'm uh, I got a chance to see uh, Toots and the Maytals uh, years ago. Uh, obviously, he's sadly um, uh, passed during the pandemic, uh, but just a remarkable performer, uh, Toots Hibbert. And uh, yeah, and then, of course, at the end uh, of the movie, going into the thoughts on, on what we're seeing for this soundtrack here. Yeah, I, I really liked it. You know, you got, I really like, you know, Under the Bridge, the uh, Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers. Um and David Bowie, it's always nice. I don't know why when you get a David Bowie song in a film, it's just I I like yeah. to hear them in, in films, you know, it's quite nice. Um I also am a fan of Take Me Home Country Roads. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was it was it's quite a good sound track, quite varied. Um they sort of stay away from a lot of sort of ultra modern songs, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah. In this soundtrack, which, which I like, because it gives it a bit, a bit more of a, I guess, a bit more of a, a timeless feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is something that you see a lot with sort of your more action-oriented stuff that you tend to get, you know, sort of the overly literal needle drops that, uh, that I feel like this. I mean, 
it does have a song called Mona Lisa, sung by Nat King Cole, that is going on. But beyond that, and I guess Glass Onion, there aren't a lot of, uh, you know, it isn't like we're we're charging down this path, so the song we're going to play is, is, I don't know, whatever would be appropriate to literally what is happening on screen. Uh, I, I feel like this was put together in a very considered way. Um, so... I guess good work for them on that. And then immediately after that, we've also got credits for some of the artwork that we're seeing in the movie. Um, so I guess what were your thoughts on how they portrayed a lot of the artwork in the movie and how they, uh, I know there had been, uh, you know, articles written on the fact that like the Rothko is upside down. Uh, you know, we've got the uh, picture of uh, the, the, sort of portrait of Tyler Durden, uh, but with Edward Norton's face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on how they uh, included all of this and uh, I guess just sort of how they characterize Miles in his interaction with the artwork that we see around him for the movie? I yeah I like it I think you know when whenever you've got whenever you've got a film about a billionaire you have to include um you have to include out there artwork don't you? Um, and uh, you know, not, um, I, I do like, I do like art, but whenever you see that, I I think when, I think with artwork, don't you think that people that are billionaires just buy that, just buy pieces of art, whether they like it or not, just have to have it on their wall. Yeah. It very, it feels very much like this is leaning into the, the idea of like, oh, it's just, it's just things that Miles has. It's, you know, there isn't really a good reason, even the Mona Lisa, there's not a good reason for him to have it other than he wants it. And that's what he gets because he's a billionaire. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's just a lot of sort of, I guess, pointing out, you know, a bit about his character in terms of, you know, having all this stuff around, but not really caring about much of it or not really, you know. I don't know that you need to spend time in contemplation with all of these things every second that you're there, but still there's a lot that just feels like it's included to be included. So, well, I think you can, uh, you know, if we're talking about in story, you're, you, you can tell he doesn't overly care too much about all these things because when, um, where near the end, when she's breaking all the glass sculptures, yeah. he couldn't care less. He only cares when it comes to the Mona Lisa, really. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's more, that's, you know, not even really him appreciate, like, oh, no, you can't harm this this uh, great work of art. It's, but it's mine, and you'll break the thing that I have, and people will not like me because of it. it it's all really still about Miles. I must admit, when I saw her going for the uh, Mona Lisa, uh I don't yeah. know why. I know it's a film, and I know it wasn't the real Mona Lisa. But I was like, "No, not the Mona Lisa! Yeah, don't yeah. do it, you maniac!" There is sort of a, you know, I I had that same experience where you know, sitting there watching this for the first time, and I'm like, "Oh no, I I'm scandalized. She's going to go attack the Mona Lisa." That you know, I I I remember it, uh, you know, sort of striking me that this is a universe in which the Mona Lisa has been destroyed. And, and, you know, I don't know if that is sort of full on multiversal, uh, Kang the Conqueror stuff, 
but uh yeah it, it definitely is sort of, it it succeeded in getting that sort of visceral uh uh but yeah i mean there's there's a lot here i do want to point out that there is uh sort of by the uh end i mean we start off the artwork with um you know the estate of pablo picasso um the estate of uh, Matisse of Mark Rothko, uh, the estate of Francis Bacon, and then getting to the bottom, we've got stereogram design at 2021 Magic Eye, uh, and then some CNN footage uh, was apparently uh, around. I'm not sure I could probably early when they're doing the whole like introduction to everyone, but yeah, I, I just I like that Magic Eye made it into the uh, the credits. Good for them. Um, yeah, and then as we sort of continue, we get to our, our special thanks, uh, thanking, you know, some folks that I believe I've heard of before, um, but also, um, you know, I, I do kind of wonder what the contribution is from, from each of these folks. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Land Rover, I understand what Land Rover probably contributed, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, we are sort of, uh, you know, trekking to the end of this movie, I guess. What, um, is there anything else that, that comes up for you as we're sort of, we, we've been through the credits that are more specific. We've been through, uh, Jerry's catering and the water taxi drivers and, you and know, flying mules. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Don't forget the exactly. flying mules. The flying mules, uh, very important. Uh, and then as we get to the end of the credits, we're sort of making it a little more general again, where we're thanking Land Rover and the Republic of Serbia. Uh, so it's quite uh, a big thanks, isn't it? To thank yeah. the whole Republic of Serbia. Yeah, they were all great. They were all fantastic. All of the Republic of Serbia. Serbia, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... Um, I don't have really any experience in in the industry, as it were. But um, I guess what, yeah, what what do you think of when you see uh, sort of these sorts of thank you credits and uh, just you know moving back from all the individual contributors, the VFX artists to the thanks to, and you sort of think you know about yeah. everyone that contributed. I guess they sort of pretty much make no make note of most people even if yeah. their role within the movie was quite minor. Um, yeah. You know, thus the uh, the creditors, you know, so long. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, slightly off, uh, slightly off credits, uh, you, in an earlier episode, you asked me what was my favourite Knives Out movie. I didn't ask you what yours was. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think I would agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, I probably if I had to choose between the two preferred um, knives out, but I don't know. I felt like they did a really good job of just, you know, keeping that bar pretty high with, with glass onion. I, I feel like, you know, as we're getting into uh, what is going to be sort of unnamed Benoit Blanc project number three, uh, I'm interested to see where they go with it. I mean, is there any, uh, I don't know. It, it's, interesting to see how they've uh, both of these have been you know sort of examinations of wealth and 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 things like that but i'm interested to see what new 
sort of situations we can throw Benoit Blanc into uh, and see, you know, who is going to be the, uh, you know, in both of these, he's not really the main character. There's uh, Ana de Armas's character in Knives Out and then Janelle Monáe's character in this. I, I want to know who is going to be the, uh, you know, sort of Watson um, to to Blanc's homes uh, to yeah. sort of propel the movie along. That is it. Just interesting what you just said there uh, about examination of wealth, because a lot of murder mysteries actually are. When you think about it, I'm thinking like Death on the Nile, and um, yeah, um, my mind's gone totally blank. The other one, the like film wise, but but basically, you know, a lot of Agatha Christie. Uh, yeah. A lot of them are about, you know, something happens with these bunch of rich people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I wonder that... why that. Well, that is. I'm not sure. I, I feel like it sort of it helps to just sort of contain everything and just sort of like okay we're going to talk about this group of people and there's a reason they're separated from anyone from everyone but then yeah just looking at um I guess in knives out it was more of the sort of the uh you know a more traditional wealth model this guy that they made all his money from from his uh writing uh, and you know, they make a joke in there about, I was going to say it was more of an old money sort of thing, but they make a joke in knives out that, uh, the mansion was bought in the eighties from, a, uh, I believe a Pakistani businessman. So, <laughs> uh, they are sort of trying to like acknowledge that like, eh, it's not that old wealth. Um, but then for this to be about, you know, we're looking at, I feel like at the time it wasn't as about Elon Musk as it turned out to be, uh, but I feel like it is very about Elon Musk in a lot of ways, and just like, what's what's going on there? What's uh, what's yeah, going it's, on it's, in Miles's brain? Yeah, it's easy to make those comparison comparisons with Elon Musk, especially as he's so uh, prevalent at the moment, isn't he? Well, not just at yeah. the moment; for several years he's been, um... yeah you know, this slightly, well, this not slightly, this quite out there billionaire, and they sort of give that feel to Miles, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Suggesting random, like, uh, what is it? There's there's something about, like, well, there's the Crypto Kids stuff, <laughs> like, you know, he wrote Child Equals NFT on a, a post-it note, and that paid for this building. Um, but that, as we get into more of the sort of Cybertrek buying Twitter uh, era of what's going on with Elon Musk. Uh, it's interesting how this seems to have been uh, sort of, I don't want to say prescient in that regard, but man, billionaires are weird sometimes. There's, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think you could make comparisons. If you probably looked into it enough, you could probably make comparisons with several billionaires. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I guess the things that money does to people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it makes them, you know, uh design a truck that is odd and sometimes it makes them uh murder their business partner and then fly everyone out to Greece and uh then get the Mona Lisa blown up. So <laughs> I worry that's the way I'd go if I was a billionaire. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely <laughs> I feel like a lot of explosions uh, is is where I would focus my energy. Um, so, 
So yeah, I guess uh, anything we want to say before we wrap up this second to last, I mean, this last full minute, our next minute is only going to be uh, really a few seconds. Uh, so anything uh, else we want to discuss with this one? No, I think that was everything. All right. Well, uh, I want to say thank you again to uh, to those of you who are listening. If you could take a moment to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Um, we are also on X, formerly Twitter, uh, at Glass Onion Minute, and uh, on Facebook. And, of course, you can always check out the Movies by Minutes um, page for all of the movies that are being done by Minute. I mean, there's just... I, I, I can't even think of how to give a summary of what's going on there. Uh, there's, you know... We've got, I mean, obviously, a talking cat. Uh but Goodfellas, Indiana Jones, uh, obviously the thing that sort of started this, the Star Wars, um, Spinal Tap, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean, there's a Gremlins. Uh, so please check out all those as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we will be back tomorrow with our final Glass Onion Minute.